0: Today is Friday, October 14th,
1: 2022. Do you suffer from gear acquisition syndrome? I know I do. Buckle your seatbelts and welcome to this edition of the Electric Guitar Lives Podcast with Pete Williams. A fun and pithy celebration of the electric guitar, guitarists, related gear, and industry news from a seasoned guitar pro. Get your daily dose of all things guitar from an industry insider with over 20 years in the proverbial trenches. Be regaled with sordid tales of guitar and guitar news, amps, effects, artists, moodiers and the interesting people that make up this wacky machine. So, wind down with us as we cap each week off with a fresh out of the oven episode. Who knows what will happen? Maybe you'll laugh. Maybe you'll cry. You might even learn something. Yeah, maybe you won't. But one thing's for sure you'll be entertained. So, hang with us for a bit, and thank you for joining us on the Electric Guitar Lives podcast. Now, here's your host, Pete Pete Williams. Williams.
0: going on guys welcome back to the electric guitar Lives podcast i'm your host pete williams i appreciate you tuning back in to listen to the show if you're new to the show welcome i hope you're having a great week um so hey we're going to get right into it uh today we're going to be talking about a few things we're going to be getting into um paul gilbert uh racer x uh mr big Ibanez, the rock guitar school, uh, which is put on by Artist Works. There's a lot of other schools there besides just rock guitar. But, you know, I, I use that term loosely, just rock guitar. Rock guitar is great. Um, Paul actually teaches a lot more than just rock there, just to let you know. The uh, entire environment that Works has set up is amazing. Uh, we're going to be uh, asking some questions and talking about guitar heroes and what that means to old fans and, and new fans alike. Uh, we're going to be uh, getting into some exotic modes based on the Pentagon tonic scale. Uh, You'll be hearing my little uh, diddlies here and there throughout the podcast. Uh, We're going to be talking about Futone, uh, which uh, if some of you know, uh, these guys make uh, really amazing upgrade components if you're uh, a tone junkie. Uh, If you haven't checked them out, I'm sure you've probably seen them out in the um, marketing realm for this industry. If you haven't, um, I'm sure you will soon. Uh, that recently they um, started putting out guitars. Um, of course, you know, come in stock with all of the um, uh, the accoutrement that they that they sell. Which yeah, uh, you know, it seems like a no-brainer for one-stop shopping. Uh, we're also going to be talking about, and that you know, segues into hot-rodding your Floyd Rose. Um, And we'll get a little bit into uh, music education today as well, which I talked about with Rock Guitar School and Artist Works. Um, So let's jump into some news. So in our news segment, uh, we'll start off with this. um, EVH extends Wolfgang Standard Exotic Range with Poplar Burl and Laurel Burl Tops. Uh, A couple new offerings there from uh, the EVH... Uh, Brand. If you guys haven't checked out the Wolfgang guitars that uh, have been on the market for the last few years, um, I think that, uh, you know, EVH, Fender, you know, they've been doing a really killer job with these guitars. They give you a lot of bang for the buck. Um, And knowing, uh, you know, the thinking with Eddie Van Halen, he wanted to put something that was really... um, kind of a hot rod guitar, as much as it can be for, for the money, for the price point, you know, uh, for these particular guitars. Um, and in my opinion, they're completely worth it. Um, you know, you can buy one of these things for a very modest price, and right out of the gate, you're rocking and rolling. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're putting the best stuff on these things or inside them, which I can attest to because I've upgraded and sold a couple of them myself. Um, however, they're definitely worth checking out. Um, you know, I don't know what my opinion is on them doing these uh, these special tops. I mean, if you guys are on YouTube, I'm sure you've seen the videos where they basically shave this kind of razor-thin top and layer it on top of these, you know, bodies, poplar or, or um, you know, alder or, or mahogany. I forget what the main wood is used for those guitars. Um, so it's more of an effect that they put on the top of it. It's beautiful. And then they do a good job with it. And it's, it's different enough to offer a little, um, uh, what's the word we'll say spice. It adds a little spice to the, uh, to the look and feel of the guitar. Uh, but you know, Hey man, that's cool. They're, they're giving you a lot of different options. And so I think it's worth checking out. So, uh, head on over to GuitarPlayer.com and uh, check those out. Also include a picture of the, uh, the two new models that they offered. So be uh, sure to visit electricguitarlives.com you can check those picks out. Now here's a message from our sponsor, Making Music. Hey folks, did you know that Making Music is the number one dealer for custom Fender guitars in the world? That's a big deal. Making Music has been the original home of tone since 1973 and for over 40 years we've been committed to meeting the needs of our customers, actually almost 50 years. Making Music offers a hand-picked selection of premium boutique and custom gear. Our Northfield Illinois showroom is open and comfortable with private, soundproof demonstration rooms for a pleasant shopping environment, while our website is regularly updated with an incredible array of custom electric guitars, tube amplifiers, and effects pedals. Knowledgeable and courteous sales professionals are always available to help make sure the gear you want is the best choice to suit your needs. Whether you're looking to pick up a new hobby, push sonic boundaries, or simply to tweak your tone, making music is the place. In other news, uh, PRS's Robin Ford signature guitar is here at last. Uh, For those of you not familiar with Robin Ford, he is a monster player. Um, For PRS to um, embrace someone or stand behind, that's a big deal. Um, And rather than go on and on about this thing, I'm simply going to suggest you uh, check out the link to the video demo of this amazing guitar from this amazing guitarist. um, And see for yourself. It's very cool. According to Guitar World, only 200 examples of the PRS Robin Ford Limited Edition McCarty will be made in 2022. PRS says each guitar will be hand-signed by Smith on the front of the headstock and Ford on the back plate. Pretty cool. A Ford logo also adorns a guitar's truss rod cover. So uh, again, uh, you know, this is, uh, I think this is really cool news. and No doubt it's going to be a, a stunner, man, just in terms of aesthetics uh, and in tone. Um, you know, it's something about PRS, man. They, they really nail it on that front. Um, so be sure to check out Electric Guitar Lives or Guitar World for the article, but I'll have a link to it um, so you can see it for yourself and hear it. In other guitar news, Nancy Wilson of Heart is selling off her live Barracuda SG in a stash of other 70s and 80s guitars. Um, You can head over to Guitar World to see what um, she's selling through her Reverb store, her storefront. Uh, Years ago, when I was uh, um, part of the marketing team for Armadillo Enterprises, I got to meet Nancy. I was talking with her, uh, along with Dean Zelensky. Um, that was kind of a trip, man, because, uh, you know, I grew up uh, listening to uh, their stuff on the radio. A little bit of interesting trivia, when I was um, in the uh, U.S. Army, I was stationed in Korea. I got stationed there with um, um, another guy, a friend of mine, well, be, we became friends, who turned me on to a lot of that Seattle scene music, which was popular at the time, Anyhow, he grew up um, next door to uh, the Hart sisters, you know, the Wilson sisters, excuse me, um, parents' house, and would go over and swim in their swimming pool um, in um, in Washington. And I thought that was pretty cool, and he would kind of tell me about these little stories. Never got to hang out with him because he's probably a little kid at the time, but uh, I just thought that was neat. So I got to meet her at the, uh, the Nam show and have a discussion with her. And I believe I took a photo with her. Anyhow, she was a real nice gal. Uh, so it was very nice to meet her. And, uh, you know, if, if some of you uh, know about the uh, Dean Guitars history, um, I believe Nancy played... Um, um, I forget the model of Dean that she played, but she did play Dean at one time. Uh, pretty cool. Um, so... Um, um, little interesting memory. If, uh, any of you listeners out there haven't been to the NAMM show, I, you know, I've been several times. Um, it's quite a trip, man, because, uh, you know, you, uh, grow up and listen to these guys on the radio or buy their CDs and their tapes and they're just kind of hanging out there. Um, I still think the oddest thing I saw, not odd, but it was just surreal. Um, was paul stanley and i forget what what booth he was at at the time but he was in his full kiss um you know regalia um you know pimping whatever wears they were pimping at the time and it was just really outlandish and surreal to see him standing there <laughs> i'm just you know everyone's just walking around casually uh but man completely cool uh you know, after a couple of times, you kind of get over the, um, you know, being starstruck uh, at seeing and meeting all these people, and uh, you, you know, you just kind of go for the gear at that point. Today, uh, we're not necessarily talking about any one thing in particular, but it is, it does relate to the um, you know, to hot rodding your guitar, specifically hot rodding your Floyd Rose and your Floyd Rose components. Uh, the company that I wanted to shed some light on, if none of you are familiar with them, is Futone or Futone. I think it meant it stood for um, Floyd Rose upgrades at one point, um, but uh, now they just go by Futone. Um, I want to talk about a few things with these guys. First off, they, I gotta say, man, if you're ignorant to the whole thing about the Floyd Rose, okay, which is arguably the most popular um, bridge uh, made today for the electric guitar. Their videos are second to none. The instructions that they give, they're very uh, succinct. Uh, They're uh, right on the money, and you can learn everything you need to learn about uh, upgrading or intonating or um, fixing or restringing. You know, anything involved with the Floyd Rose you will get the education that you're looking for uh, by just checking out their videos now what's really cool is that you know they manufacture their own upgrade parts the Floyd Rose upgrade parts Um, you know you can get uh, brass blocks you can build your own bridge Um, they have uh, spring upgrades you know your noiseless springs um, and they have a really cool stable of products, you know, uh, some of the things I'm a fan of are like the trim stopper, uh, the titanium saddle inserts, uh, you name it. Um, it's just, uh, you know, if you're into tone or you're a, a tone junkie, you should really watch their videos because it's very enlightening. Uh, especially if you're, um, you know, if you're a Floyd Rose user. Um, it's just a must, in my opinion. Um, and in my opinion, every guitar out of the gate should be set up uh, with their stuff. Now, what's really interesting, uh, and I just noticed this, that a couple of dealers out there on reverb are starting to carry their guitars. they put a couple guitars into the marketplace. that come stock with few tone upgrades. I mean, killer, man. Um the guitars are in the vein of the uh, the Charvel um, San Dimas, you know, your Superstrat, California Superstrat, okay? Obviously we know what they're shooting for, but I do think it's very cool that they're starting to put these guitars out into the marketplace stock with these upgrades. There's a lot of people out there, myself included, uh, if they get a particular model that you know, I'm not, these companies obviously are always looking to cut costs, and they do that a lot with the internal components, uh, and they do that a lot with the parts that come with the Floyd Rose. And you'll find that if your guitar is going out of tune all the time, it could be um, very simple things like your nut and the, uh, the type of metals or metal alloys used in, in the, uh, the cheaper Floyd Roses. Um, So the fact that these guys are able to uh, put these guitars out in the marketplace um, with all of these upgraded components already built into it, um, and honestly at a very reasonable price point, man, um, definitely worth checking out. I would be really surprised if they didn't take off because um, you're able to get something uh, built from them. Um, at a very reasonable price for the money. I mean, um, a killer Super Strat, I feel that anybody would want, you know, for around $1,000, $1,200. We talked about in that previous podcast about saving your money and, and spending uh, a little bit more and getting something really quality. And uh, everything from FU Tone so far to me is ultra high quality. So I can only imagine the same thing with one of their guitars. I'm actually gassing about it right now. And, uh, They've got them in my sights, man. So uh, I'm sure one of those FU tone guitars are going to be showing up here at my place soon. Anyhow, I encourage you to subscribe to their YouTube channel. Uh, Please visit their website at um, fu-tone.com. That was fu-tone.com. And uh, learn more about those upgrades. And if you're out there shopping around for... Um, you know, for upgrade components or you want to learn about Floyd Rose or you just want to find out about this incredible company putting really great stuff out into the, you know, the marketplace for us guitar geeks, uh, you need to check these guys out. Okay. Now, here's a message from our sponsor, Making Music. Hey folks, we have a promo going on between now and Friday, December 2nd. Our generous sponsor, Making Music, is offering up not one, but two chances to win two boutique guitar effects pedals from One Control by Bjorn Jewell. All you have to do is subscribe to our email list and listen to the podcast between now and Friday, December 2nd, 2022, for the winning announcements. Two lucky listeners will get a chance to own A, Fluorescent Orange Overdrive, and B, Baltic Blue Fuzz pedal from One Control. Guitar effects. To enter, please visit electricguitarelibs.com and click the One Control Guitar Effects giveaway link. Real simple, guys. Just subscribe to the email list, check out the uh, the demo videos, and listen to the podcast. We're going to be announcing those winners. uh, Some two of. Winners basically, uh, some time between now and December 2nd. So uh, be sure to tune in and listen to that and get a chance to, uh, to own an amazing uh, boutique guitar effects pedal from One Control. So, today in our uh, artist spotlight segment, uh, we're going to be talking about Paul Gilbert. Now, before I get into you know information about him, you can visit his website at paulgilbert.com to get more. Uh, but I'll read this quote from his website: Paul Gilbert has made Guitar World's 50 fastest guitars of all time, and his guitar shredding is legendary. Paul picked up his first guitar when he was five years old. By the time he was 15, he was featured in Guitar Player magazine. After graduating from the Guitar Institute of Technology, GIT, in Los Angeles, Paul immediately joined the faculty as a guitar teacher. While teaching, he formed the band Racer X and Grammy-nominated group Mr. Big. Paul breaks down his iconic playing techniques and practice drills. He's known for his enthusiastic and approachable guitar lessons, which are founded on decades of experience. Now, having grown up in the 80s um, and uh, being around and reading magazines and all this stuff at the the turn of the 80s, uh, when all this, uh, you have to go back in time a little bit. okay? And there was a quote from Zach Wilde where he talked about some of his influences. Uh, Now, Paul wasn't one of Zach Wilde's influences, but I'm just going back in time to kind of give you guys uh, the landscape of how it was back then. But this quote from Zach said, you know, Jimi Hendrix came along. It's loosely something like this. Jimi Hendrix came along and opened the door for guitar players. And then Eddie Van Halen came along and uh, blew the door off its effing hinges. Um, You know, this is a really great statement for that time. That's what I'm getting to. When Eddie came along and blew the door off its hinges, um, there were some people that were you know, uh, budding guitar players that um, these guys really had a big impact on, and one of them was Paul Gilbert. Now, I, I I'm dating myself, but I actually remember uh, the uh, Guitar World or Guitar Player magazine. Um, one of them, it's confusing. I'm old now, but anyways, I remember uh, him being uh, featured there um is someone to watch you know in their their article they would do that they'd have a couple guys that they would feature and I remember <laughs> seeing that with Paul Gilbert and then fast forward a little bit uh, there was the Shrapnel Records era this was a really big deal after Eddie came along um you know this uh, bigger uh, emphasis on the guitar hero uh, started to happen and so there was kind of a, a group of guys from shrapnel records that came out uh, that were big on the scene and were making an impact i feel nationally um, that guitarists and guitar geeks like myself guitar shred geeks uh, were paying attention to and uh, paul gilbert and Tracks were, were one of those things along with tony mcalpine um vinnie moore and a few other cats so the uh, the first record that I went out and bought um, f- from Paul from Racer X was *Street Lethal*, which I still have hanging on my wall in my uh, in my studio. And uh, when I put this thing in, um, you, you have to put it into my mindset at the time. I had been listening to uh, Van Halen. I was listening to Ingvae, uh, and I had been introduced to Ingvae via. A Steeler record I think that my brother had and and, uh, you know Michael Schenker and all these guys and from all his old albums and uh, so to hear someone like Paul come out um, on that particular record man I mean his attack and his technique you know his technical ability uh, you know his prowess one could say were just astounding. It was one of those things you're like, Oh, geez, man. Okay. I'm just going to hang my guitar up on the wall now and, and just give it up, you know, kind of like that spinal tap moment from, uh, the stars video where, uh, Nigel and, um, his bandmate were talking about Yngwie. Anyways, when I heard Paul's playing, um, I was just floored and, uh, they were also playing in uh, That band was really, uh, really unique for the time I felt and they were kind of touted as being the next Van Halen. So fast forward a little bit and their uh, their next record comes out, Second Heat, and then they added the guitar player. um, They added Bruce and Scott Travis, who went on to uh, be the drummer for Judas Priest. Now, the second record, if you go and check it out, if you check out Second Heat, Um, This is one of those ones with the double guitar work. uh, And Bruce had his own thing that he was doing, you know, in the the mix of that. Um, But this is a very, in my opinion, refined version of the first record. And, uh, um, you know, still to this day, it's one of the best things I've ever listened to. And Extreme Volume Live, and this came out in 1988. Uh, Matter of fact, I remember um, talking my brother into, uh, dr- you know, driving like 45 minutes, uh, to go pick this tape up, um, cassette tape. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we popped this thing in after I bought it and we were driving back home and, and, uh, man, our jaws just hit the floor. What was going on in this? Now we weren't fortunate enough to live in, uh, California at the time to see these guys back during their heyday. I, I do know a guy that was there at that time. And, uh, um, anyhow, um, I digress. But uh, I was just saying that you know when that record came out, suddenly there was something different going on here. It was just man, it was over the top. Um, some of the best playing you know uh, for that type of music that I had ever heard. Um, and that gets into the next thing I was going to talk talk about about Paul. Uh, specifically, I'm talking about the intense rock video now. There's some real significance with this particular video, and I'll tell you why. A lot of the players that are on the scene today or guys that you see on YouTube, you know that they watched this video and studied this video in particular um, because of the techniques that he introduced and some of the, um, uh, you know, to help build up speed um, were introduced in this video. And even today, all these years later, and I think, when did this video come out? Maybe 1990. I, I forget the, the exact time frame. Maybe it was a little bit earlier than that. It was definitely in the late 80s. Um, but my point being is that this video had a profound effect on an ocean of, like, guitar players. Because you can hear that influence in his instruction. You can hear that in their playing. Um, I can still hear it in my playing today. Now... Listen, I mean, Paul's got some amazing and insane videos up on YouTube, Um, but this was a, well, I'll back up a second. You can go and check that stuff out. No doubt he has the chops, okay, for that type of thing. Um, But there was a transitionary period going on, okay, after uh, the Racer X stuff uh, didn't pan out for those guys, you know, uh, much to my chagrin and many other fans out there. Paul basically re-invented himself uh, and reintroduced himself into a different market as more of a songwriter. And he did this with Mr. Big with Billy Sheehan, Pat Torpey, and Eric Martin. Now, for a lot of uh, old-school Paul Gilbert fans, uh, I'm sure, you know, I'm not sure if, if Mr. Big was her cup of tea for me um i loved it because uh it, you know they were um that band had a pop sensibility about them they were one of the uh the last power groups i felt during that era really just worth checking out their library you know they still have a um a big following um overseas and uh you know they're they're still playing and releasing tracks um, really good stuff, man. And I feel that's a side of Paul Gilbert's playing that uh, shouldn't be ignored. Now, after Mr. Big, um, Paul had a, uh, a solo career and released a lot of uh, solo records. Actually, he had been kind of releasing solo stuff during, um, for, you know, even during the Mr. Big period uh, or during um, uh, slow times during their career. Um, over the years and something that's interesting I feel with Paul is it is the arc that he took and this gets into uh, the you know the music education segment that I was going to talk about so I took a break from playing guitar for many years and uh, just wasn't interested in it and when I got into the marketing end of things uh, for many companies um, I started getting back into it now what was interesting is following Paul over all of these years, um, I feel like his musicality, um, he was going down a different path of, of, of wanting to be more lyrical uh, in his playing. And so it's interesting to see the arc from who he was back then to who he is now. And I feel today Paul is more uh, of a well-rounded player and, uh, one of the most expressive electric guitar players on the planet. And, uh, he's lately, you know, is incorporating, um, slide guitar and, um, and, um, you know, blues voicings and, um, getting a lot of influence from listening to singers. And you can hear that. That's what I meant by his lyrical style of playing now. You know, of course he still has all that shred stuff and, and people love that stuff, But I'm saying from a a musical standpoint, he's a much more musical guy now than he was back then. Um, And so I'm going to talk about his uh, rock guitar school. So a while back, my wife got me a gift for the rock guitar school many years ago. And I was really excited, you know, to sign and I still am and excited to sign up for that. I just don't have the time, you know. Um, but my experience from that school, you would think would be, oh, we're going to get in, we're going to learn all these shred licks and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to, you know, it's going to be an extension of what he did in his tense in his intense rock videos. And, uh, that is not the case. Uh, I think I talked about this in a previous podcast, but the feedback that I got from him was, you know, let's try to make this more musical. So I learned some lessons, and the lessons being, and this is my takeaway from the Rock Guitar School, obviously it's what you make it um, with the thousands of videos that they have there and his core curriculum that he's got. Um, however, really what I got, and what he he's not really coming out and saying it, but what I got from it was, you know, to learn as many songs as you can, um, slow down, okay, and approach things from a more musical standpoint uh, versus hey, I'm just gonna play fast, you know, um, and have a good time and have fun doing it. Um, and that's the real big takeaway that I got from the uh, the rock guitar school. Now, did it improve my chops? Sure, but really, at the end of the day, what was happening is I was practicing uh, on a regular level daily. And of course my chops started getting back to kind of where they were. You know, I can't play as fast as I used to be able to, and I'm not as articulate as I used to be. Uh, but I've slowed down and, and, and that's really stuck with me. And that's what I mean by him being this, you know, gifted teacher, you can learn a lot, whatever you want to learn. And ArtistWorks has a lot of different, uh, Uh, styles of instruments and and instruction there so you can go down a lot of different paths and you know the guitar journey uh for me um you know it never ends and I think for a lot of other people out there it, it never ends it's continuous you never you know you might achieve mastery in certain things but it takes a lifetime to um Um, to achieve mastery of the instrument as a whole, you know, but I don't feel that you ever really achieve true mastery. I think it's a constant journey, right? Um, But again, for his stuff uh, and for Paul, um, I'm just tickled that, you know, he went from that to where he, you know, that shred stuff that he was known for uh, to him today, which is an incredibly well-rounded guitar player and musician, not just a shredder, not just a guitar player, but a musician. He's a very well-rounded musician. And um, I don't, I suspect a lot of people out there feel the same way I do. I'm just glad he's part of the industry. as like Joe Satriani and Steve Vai and, and a few other cats out there that are, you know, on the education tip. Um, you know, Alex Skolnick too, he's, he's big on music education. Um, I'm glad these guys are there because they help propel the industry forward. They help keep the industry fresh and interesting and offer their views on a lot of different things outside of just shred guitar. Um, you know, which, hey man, the shred stuff's fun and all that jazz, but, uh, uh, you know, from a musical standpoint, things that are more musical and listenable, uh, I feel, you know, for guitar playing is the better approach. So there you go. Go make some music and have some fun. Hey, I wanted to say thanks again for uh, tuning into the Electric Guitar Lives podcast. Um, uh, next episode, I'm actually going to be talking about uh, another one of my uh, favorite guitar players. Um, And uh, that would be Marty Friedman from Cacophony and uh, from Megadeth. And, uh, you know, a very cool solo career. Um, He's a very outside-the-box player, his vibe and his approach. Uh, So it's going to be a good time for me to talk about him. And I'm going to try to put some some cool stuff together. Maybe record some snippets, uh, which you got a little dose of today with Exotic Scales and Modes. Uh, so, please tune in next week and uh, and um, spend some time with me and listen to that. Yeah, I think we're going to have a good time. Uh, I'm also going to try to get a guest, and I'm working on that currently. We're going to have a guest that we'll be talking to. I'm not going to say who it is right now, but uh, that's something I'll be working on. Uh, for the product spotlight, um, it won't be so much putting a spotlight on it as I am going to be talking about the Evertune Bridge. I've got an ESP, uh, LTD guitar coming with an Evertune bridge on it, uh, which I'll be putting through the paces this week. I'm going to have a good time doing that. That's for sure. But I really wanted to check this thing out. You know, my, uh, uh curiosity gas got the better of me. So, uh, uh, we'll be, um, putting that thing through its paces. That'll be fun. So Anyhow, thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate you listening to the Electric Guitar Lives podcast. Please be sure to visit our show sponsor, uh, Making Music. You can visit them at Um And, you know, if you're looking for a boutique gear and all things Fender, man, you can't, you know, get better than that. Be sure to check them out. Again, that was music.com. All right. Hey, have a great week and we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to the Electric Guitar Lives podcast with P. Williams, your weekly hang for all things guitar-related and more. Be sure to tune in next week for another exciting episode. And remember, have fun. See you next time. For more about this podcast and future episodes, be sure to visit electricguitarlives.com. Thanks again for listening.